Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 40 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated, never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. We are broadcasting live on... Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 226 all the time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Jeff Ponder, and Bill Day. And for your listening pleasure, we'll be with you for the next little while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with us on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at jponder94. You can also follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, the, webs- the website for Let's Go Blues dot com, uh, Let's Go Blues Radio is Let's Go Blues dot com, where you can listen or watch past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues themed T-shirts, mugs, and stickers that helps support the show. For those of you watching live right now on uh, on the YouTube's, feel free to comment in the live chat below. And we will address each and every one of them. We'll try to anyway. Uh, and if you enjoy the show, uh, we ask if you wouldn't mind leaving us a shiny, happy review on iTunes. That'd be fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, Mr. Bill, Mr. Jeff, how are you guys? Good and you? <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perfect. <not> so bad. <laughs> uh, <Perfect. laughs> yeah. I had a nice... Like you guys practice that. Uh, (laughs) i almost forgot my line (laughs) right it's it's yeah it's supposed to come natural but it uh, yeah (laughs) i'm i had a nice day off uh enjoyed the beautiful weather here in st louis and uh played uh played some golf it was a nice day today compared to how it's been recently my goodness yeah yeah i went out and ran for the first time since i think the uh the blues are on the 5k Mm. Yeah. Squirrely Dan Dreheim in the YouTube chat. McMurray, how are you now? Mm-hmm. Oh, not so bad. Good you? Good you? Not so... No, it's, you mean... You, for, <laughs> <laughs> you go. Uh, yeah, beautiful weather today in St. Louis, and um, it's been nice uh, getting ready for the Ponder Cup tournament. I know we got a couple people that are playing that are listening to the show right now, so... Um, just in a couple couple days, you're going to see Team Ponder lifting the Ponder Cup. Who is on uh, at about ten thirty? Who who's the uh, who's your uh, your ringer or your uh, your star player besides you, of course? Well, I was going to say besides me, right? Besides uh, you, we've got um, Mr. Lynn McNew in goal, who Ooh. is one of my favorite goalies in the St. Louis area. Yeah, last time I uh, last time I faced Lynn, I uh, 
put one by him on uh, in a shootout. Really? Uh, I don't remember this. That was, please, oh yeah, oh yeah. Please came, explain it in detail. Oh yeah, I took the puck from center and uh, <laughs> skated in a little bit to the left, kind of curled in a little bit and wound up for a big slapper and uh, came down pretty hard and I uh, uh, changed it up and uh, coasted to the right a little bit and he bit on the slap shot and I kind of slid it by him. So, uh, and I actually, uh, I tell people, and this is a true story, I um, did not know what I was going to do. Uh, I didn't decide about faking the slap shot until the downswing on the slap shot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I couldn't have telegraphed a fake because I didn't know what I was doing until I did it. Did it just not feel right? or I don't know. I, I, I couldn't make up my mind. I'm like, do I fake? I mean, I was, I'm going to go in. At first, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in, fake a slap shot, and then I'll, 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 uh, I'll kind of just like, coast to the right real quick and kind of shoot it by him if he, if, he, if he bites on it. And then I'm like, wow, no, 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 I'll, I'll fake a slap shot, and then I'll kind of curl back and go backhand. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just shoot it. I've never done that before. Never wound up for a slap shot on a, on a, on a shootout. So... And I'm like, and I, and I have to go. And I'm, I'm like, I got three things in my head. I don't know what I'm doing. So and I just. I, I know. did something on uh, Sunday night in my, in my ice hockey game that I'm not too proud of. I, uh, well, it was a sweet move. I had a breakaway uh, on the goalie. And, and I'm, you know, I've, I've been kind of on a scoring drought. I haven't scored in probably over a month. And I thought, man, with this tournament coming up, I want to make sure my confidence is as high as it can be. I got a score here, and I went in, I made a move, beat the goalie pretty cleanly, and uh, it was a real nice move, and, and anyone who's seen me play has probably seen me make this move. It involves a leg kick and <laughs> yeah, going to the backhand. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, But the thing is why I feel It's legendary. The score was 6-1 to one when I did that. So it's like I really need to come in and make a move and try to score goals. So I, you, I felt bad right after I did it. But uh, You're eh. a defenseman, though. That's true. So I don't, uh, I don't de- get those chances a lot. Exactly, defensemen are allowed to go in in a blowout game, and they're allowed to take their take their shots. That's Do fine. A Marik Malik move. Yes, between <laughs> the legs. That'd be that would be I, sweet. Uh, in the thirty sixth round too. of the shootout. <laughs> it's like what the hell? Why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. It was like, eh, why not? Let's just see what let's let's see if he bites, and he bit pretty hard. Uh, hotter twelve in the uh, chat. Says, glad to see Curtis still employing Hadley. That's a uh, uh, hotter from the uh, your buddy, right? Uh yeah, a Hotard. Um, Hotard, Hotard. He's, sorry, he's he's gonna his team's gonna take fifth on Saturday, so he's <laughs> uh, trying to get his jabs in right now, and he's wanting to make some trades. Ooh, ooh, that's a ooh Hotard. That is, he's trying to make trades with me in the YouTube chat <laughs> for Saturday. That is an interesting one. I don't know about that. Let me think about that one there, Hotard. Hmm. <laughs> Anybody listening right now? What you guys trade players? Yes, we trade players. That is, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's usually after the draft we get about an hour or two to make a couple trades if we want to, and uh, Jason, the guy who runs it, usually shuts it down after that. But Hotard's a wheeler and dealer. This guy likes to make moves, so he usually uh, keeps making offers until the day of the the, the tournament. So uh, you're referred to as uh, Mr. John Hadley? Is that the look you're going for? Is that what that's, he's saying? That's what he likes to call me. He thinks he's funny. You need a, you need a bit uh, longer hair in the back. You need some hockey hair going on back there to be Hadley, right? I also need to be a giant um, dickhead. He needs to make Murray. You need to be a McMurray. You need the McMurray haircut. I'll, I'll get a McMurray haircut. I like that idea. <laughs> How are you doing now? Good job. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, if Murray, it, would you just shut up for a second? <laughs> the uh, official beers of episode number 226, uh, Bill. Um, you, sir. I am going with the uh, Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout, available currently in the 12-ounce bottle. Um, but I heard a nasty rumor that after this batch is done, they will never make this beer again. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I assume it has to do with the supply of the maple syrup barrels. <laughs> okay. Is there but, a maple syrup barrel shortage? May, we may be in a trade war with Canada that we don't know about. <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I'm talking politics, Bill. I just want their milk in a bag. That's what I want here. <laughs> milk in a bag. Let's do it. Yep. And got to go to the uh, beer store to get your beer. <laughs> right. you got two, four Elsinore. Yeah. It looks like you're drinking an Elsinore there. It, uh, it, the bottle is, uh, this, let's, let's just call it an Elsinore, right? Yeah. I'm not going to show the label. Ooh, that's beautiful. Isn't it? It's a little snub bottle, snub nose. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a, it's actually a Coors Banquet. I went uh, domestic, simple, classic, uh, old school, old man beer. Coors Golden Banquet. Uh, you know, it's it's beer. You you really need to say that in the Sam Elliott voice, though. Bill brought over oh, Sam Elliott voice. Yeah, he's he's the one that's selling it now. Sam Elliott, you know the the mustachioed Western actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. you guys. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's the pitch man. He's the pitch man. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Gotcha. He's, he's selling it. He's selling it. When you said literally selling it. Yes. Uh, and Bill and Bill brought over uh, before uh, we get to Jeff's fine beer, which I'm sure uh, is fantastic. Uh, I know you like my beer. I've, I've I've had your beer many times, and it's quite fetching. I the, this is. Uh, this is going places. I don't know if I want it to go. Bill, Bill brought over some uh, absence of light in a can that uh, mm. from four hands. Good stuff. Yeah, I love mm. it's, uh, it's my uh, favorite, uh, my go-to beer this time of year. Yep, uh, Total Wine opened in Fairview. Made it by there after golf today. So that may be my second beer after this Coors. Yeah. Get the get extra cold in the in the ice box here. Oh God! Did you say ice box? Well, it's it, it's literally a, a cooler of ice in it, so. And it is kind of a box. It is. It's box shaped, as most coolers are. Cooler. Hmm? Let's just call it a cooler. It, with ice in it. Cooler with ice. That's I was just fine. being more specific. A cooler could be a huge thing. It's it's like a nice box though. Never mind. This is a bad conversation. I, I, I Let's move on. Box, and I'm thinking it's you know like this, a box you fold in and. You know, we actually we actually had a comment uh, uh, a review on iTunes that we we talked too much about beer. Yeah, so, did you see that? that. Yeah. So well, that's... now we're gonna get one that says we talk too much about coolers and ice boxes. And then we, and then we, <laughs> too much ice box talk. <laughs> um, and then we got a complaint about talking politics. We, we, it was, it was the, uh, the White House visit show. How can you not talk politics during the White House visit show? But we didn't really talk. We didn't really Dude, talk politics. Say, did we really we, talk no, politics? No, no, we didn't. No, we, we, we may have made a reference or two. But we didn't talk politics on the show. That was that was a that was a, yeah. I, I think we've talked politics for a grand total of maybe a minute or two over the course of our uh, eight seasons. Uh, so it's interesting that that as soon as we do though, boy, <laughs> comments uh, uh, abound. That, well, that's how those people are. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh no! Am I going to have to apologize? Are you guys going to fire me? <laughs> what do you mean those people? Yeah, we mean those people. Uh, Non-beer drinkers. That's beerist. What's your beer? What do you got? <laughs> Uh, I am going with the one that Kurt and I have. Uh, we're going to keep the stream going here because Kurt and I have liked this beer many times on the show. Uh, the O'Fallon Pumpkin Beer. Again, I think they have stopped making them for the year, but you can probably still find them at most retailers at this point. This, this you bought a two-four of O'Fallon Pumpkin <laughs> Beer. Yeah. Uh, I bought a one-two. Uh, and then I'll, I will say, too, because just because we love these people, uh, my second beer, I want to go ahead, and I normally don't do this, but I'll go ahead and promote it. The Old Arena Lager, which you can find at Friar Tuck, um, and that is uh, made by Center Ice Brewery. So make sure you pick that up next time you're out at a Friar Tuck or at Center Ice Brewery. Hmm. It, it, uh, you can get it on tap at Center Ice Brewery. I prefer to go there myself, personally. Bring in some food, sit down and eat, have some That's beers. great stuff. We're planning a pretty big event, I think, in February. Some guys I play hockey with. We're going to hopefully get about 20 to 30 people in there to watch a game. So uh, <laughs> always fun when, when that kind of stuff happens. Great place to watch a game for those it that is. haven't been there. Oh, atmosphere is great. Yeah. A and it's a great place to go if you're going to the game. Because True. in St. Louis, if you – Oh, my God. It, 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 you, you go there, and they, they – Require you request you to buy a beer to and but you I mean you go there you want to have a beer and then you right you sign up for the shuttle the shuttle leaves at different times you pick a time to leave and then you you go and you you park at Center Ice for free take the shuttle over uh, watch the game bring the, take mm -hmm. the shuttle back you've parked for free you save twenty twenty five dollars whatever it's going to be for parking uh, if you want to park close and and you've had you could have th three or four beers for that yeah so that's that's the way to go. Yeah, as long as your car starts when you're ready to go home. That's true. Mine did not start one time. Bill was kind enough to hang out. <laughs> that wasn't the time I went with you guys, was it? No. Oh. Er, yeah. Yes, no. it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Yes, it was. Huh. <clears throat> I was good. Put uh, enough about that. I was good. Hey, good. so real quick, I, I mean, we need to draw attention to this, right? It's crazy we've gone this long, and we haven't mentioned the bodyguard behind Bill. What's going on there? <laughs> It's a it's flat Kurt. Uh, it's, a, it's a cardboard uh, cutout of myself that uh, I was surprised with at work. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> what are you wearing in that? All I can see is uh, your chest and a, a sachet that's it's a sister. It's a it's from I was on a, this is that that picture is from oh god oh, twenty years ago um, over twenty years ago um, I was on a cruise. So as yeah, I'm wearing swim trunks and a tank top, and I'm yeah, and I w and the sachet says Mr. Bedroom oh. Legs. Oh uh, my! I, I won, I won a. Uh, Bill, just yeah, Bill, get completely out of the picture there. I want to see this. <laughs> Holy cow! I won the Woo! I won the Mr. Bedroom Legs contest on the cruise ship. So that is just that's priceless. Yeah, that's priceful. <laughs> I was you know I mean I was playing a lot of hockey at the time and. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess my legs qualified for that award. So mm, that is some; <laughs> those are some fine chicken legs, son. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, more like uh, what uh, soccer legs, maybe. I don't know. I can't wait tell in that picture. Got the long, hey, long swim shorts on. Can we kick people out of the YouTube chat? Is that possible? Uh, I don't think so. Let me see. Okay. Well, just you should consider it because we we got it. We got a joker oh, in there. I can. I can. I can block. 
and report. <laughs> but I will nah, not. I don't give him. Don't will, give him that satisfaction. I will not do that. All right. Uh, today, and he's Moose, just upset because he's going to lose. Continue. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to try and make it out there and watch uh, watch a couple games. So when okay. you guys when you guys play, maybe I'll, I'll come out and watch make him up for that game. Uh, it would be fun, and uh, I guess I'll go ahead and mention it here, guys. Anybody who know, wants to know what we're talking about, maybe you're new to the show, Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament, fifth annual, this coming Saturday, November 23rd, at Midwest Sport Hockey in uh, uh, Manchester, Baldwin area, Missouri, uh, right off Manchester Road in Queenie Park. Uh, come check it out. It's uh, it's a great event. We uh, have a lot of fun there. It's uh, five teams face off. We drafted teams a couple weeks ago so a lot of these guys have never played together before and uh we do raffles we have a 50 50 draw it's it's a whole night of fun so we have music playing it's a lot of fun bring your families come on out hotard even says my enemy here says everyone should come and i agree with them uh we have such a good time and i know kurt uh you brought the kids out once even the kids had fun they won they've, some raffle prizes they've been every year yeah for a little bit yeah it's a good time. And my son comes. He has a great time. He's seven, and he just loves it. So, yeah, come on out, guys. It's going to be a great time. Raising money for a good cause. BeTheMatch.org as well as uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Even if you just come out, get yourself a pizza, a, a beer, whatever you're doing, it's uh, it's going to go towards the charity. So, um, you know, and obviously a little bit of the food prices do go back into the rink, too, and they are gracious enough to help us out on rink fees. So, uh, come on out. Anything, you, even to just showing up, uh, showing your support. Love to see you. Uh, we start at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and we go until about 10.30, but we'll probably be up at the rink until about midnight. But the festivities end about 10.30. Uh, Hawaii Blues fan uh, in the uh, YouTube chat uh, says, uh, you are going to block me? Uh, so no, no, no I guy. never, ever do that to guy. No guy. We are not going to block you. Never, ever. He's, he's a fine human being. <laughs> We an upstanding, an upstanding young man. It's Hotard that we don't like. That guy's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> blues, uh, Hawaii Blues fan says, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's how he said it too? Pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was like a uh, kind of thing. <laughs> Very evil laugh, maybe. Has to start with an M though, right? Hey, and I'm going to give a little kudos to you from Lackland Ruined It. He says production gets better and better every time. So that's a that's a cap tip to uh, Mr. Kurt Bryce. He's in charge of all that. Thank you, sir. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we, uh, we have a lot of fun with that kind of stuff. So uh, mm. trying to make it better all the time. Yeah, production gets better, start gets later. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. Whatever. Trade-offs. You know, however it goes. We're animals, right? It's trade-offs. Yeah. I mean, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, it's all about presentation. If you can snow them with... Nice graphics on the YouTube show and and nice presentation, then they're less likely to realize that the content sucks. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about beer too much. Talk about beer too much. Yeah, too much politics. What kind of beer Trump drinks? <laughs> None. He doesn't drink at all. Oh, really? He doesn't? Yeah. I didn't no, know that. No. He, he uh, One of his brothers apparently was an alcoholic. And, ah. Yeah. <clears throat> but that won't stop him from, uh, you know, other vices. Oh, porn star. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too far. Just just stating facts. Just stating facts. Just stating facts. Stating facts. I'm writing a bad review. Just the facts, man. I'm doing it right now. 
Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, November 20th, 1968, Glenn Hall recorded his 74th career shutout, and Frank St. Marseille had two goals and two assists in a St. Louis Blues 7 to nothing win over the Oakland Seals, the much maligned franchise Oakland Seals. Uh, finish that book yet, Ponder? The Oakland Seals book? No, I haven't even started it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me with every book I've ever owned. Ooh, I'm gonna read that book someday, and never do. <laughs> I am I am working on a graphic novel because I'm a huge nerd. I'm working on my Death of Captain America, and I'm about halfway through. I started that about four weeks ago, so that shows you how quickly I get through books. I guess if it's anything like the Death of Superman, uh, the death will not be long lived. I think I think he's dead, right? Steve Rogers is dead in the comics. Yeah, but they'll bring it back. It's like a soap opera. He's, he's been, gonna, it's oh. been about twelve years now. I don't. Know. I don't follow. I don't follow the comic books. He died, really. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe not then. Yeah. I think he's gone for good. I, I think uh, somebody took over for him. This has been Nerd Talk with Let's Go Blues Radio. <clears throat> Wasn't it Bucky? Now, Kevin Smith is our guest tonight. Bucky and I want to say uh, Falcon took over for him too at one point too. Yeah. Well, one of them. November 20th. Why do I have 11th on the notes? November 20th, 1984, Mark Reeds recorded his first and only NHL hat trick in a St. Louis Blues 5-1 win versus the Vancouver Canucks. November 20th, 2018, Jack Quinn, longtime president of the St. Louis Blues, passed away one year ago today, 2018. <laughs> um, and, and actually, Mark Reeds passed away in 2015. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm. Uh, not today, cancer. though. No, not, not today. today. But I have... Just want to tell a quick Mark Reed story. Uh, my favorite memory of him watching him play for the Blues. We were at a game, and uh, I believe they were playing the North Stars. And he back-checked a guy all the way the length of the ice and was just slashing him, just forehead, backhand, slash the entire way down the ice. And finally, when they got into the opposite zone, the ref finally raised his head. But he probably got 15 good whacks on either side. And it's such a different game back then. And it, it, it was, uh, it was uh, so, I, I laughed my ass off as like an eight-year-old. It was, it's always great as an eight-year-old when you get to see 15 good whacks. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, I mean, they're going they're pretty full tilt down the ice and guys just yeah, the good old days. Beautiful. When you could, when you can hook it. When you're trailing a guy who's got a partial break or something, and you're <coughs> you're trailing him trying to catch up, and you hook him to pull him closer to you, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's a hook, but they never called it yeah, the water ski. I did that all the time, all the time, because I could never catch anybody. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I was in a stick length, I could pull myself up to him. Never. I don't. I'm not sure I ever got called for that. Did a lot. Uh, and uh, Jack Quinn is uh, K. Quinn's grandfather? Dad. Dad. Okay. Yep. Yep. K. Quinn from uh, KSTK. Local celebrity. Uh, November 20th, 1987. The film Teen Wolf 2 was released in theaters today. Uh, it was uh, the film debut of Jason Bateman. Figured I would throw that one in there for I you like guys. that one. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're going off script here. Uh, you know, I didn't include that on mm. the... Yeah, I, I got that in my notes here for just uh, as a surprise for I, you guys. Just, mm. I, I, we don't have a script for this. I I don't go off script. I um, what, I don't know what to do with my hands. All right. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> you don't have to do this is a podcast. <laughs> You'd have to do you have to do nothing with your hands. <laughs> okay. You're you're good. Uh, well, I mean, we can just, I guess, jump right into it. Uh, we were going to, I was putting together the, the notes today for the show, the outline, and, you know, thought we'd talk about the game last night and some goings on during the week and the last couple of games. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden the fit hits the shan uh, with a couple of, uh, you know, substantial items uh, late in the day. So, um, right. Bill's Sammy pregnant. No. Oh. No. Uh, it's not a tumor. Uh, Sammy Belay had uh, has uh, is is out uh, ten weeks wrist surgery. Uh, Will be reevaluated in ten weeks. Yeah, at least ten weeks. He's out. Reevaluated ten weeks. Um, which is this is it's the case with every injury nowadays. That's mm-hmm. substantial. We'll reevaluate him in five months or ten weeks or whatever it's going to be. It's standard hockey talk. I get it. I mean, but that's something you haven't. I mean, that's something that started probably the last what four or five years. Yes, you did. I mean, Ish. and then before, and then what? Uh, the whole upper body, upper lower body, um, started maybe seven or eight years ago. I argue that Hitchcock started that. I thought I was going to say that because I remember, I remember it being a thing when Hitchcock was. It here was right when he it. started, and he all of a sudden upper and lower body injury became a thing, and it was on everywhere. I mean that that was every team took adopted that real quickly. Maybe I'm it's wrong. Could have just been a type a uh, timing thing, but that's the way it felt. It's it's interesting too because I, uh, if when I hear that kind of thing, uh, I'm like I hear oh reevaluated in six weeks, and uh, so you don't know. I, I mean, they're not giving you a specific you know target date uh, when they're going to come back, or or the upper body, upper lower body. They're not giving you a specific part of the body that's hurt. And uh, initially, as a fan, I'm kind of like upset. I'm like ah, oh, come on, I want to know. And then I step back and I'm like. Why the fuck do I? How, what right do I have to know what this injury is? Why? I, I mean, I'm, you know what I mean. What, what I, 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 a lot of people want to know, and we had this conversation on Twitter not too long ago, and uh, I'm like, people don't have a right to know jack squat about the players' injuries. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I'd love to know, but end of the day, it's it's between the player and uh, and the team and the doctor. Right? Yeah, you know? there were some people that were like, I mean, online like adamant that they know. I'm like, right, do you like bet on every game or something, mm. or do you? I mean, what's the? I mean, I don't know. I, that's crazy to me that someone thinks they're entitled to know exactly what an injury is. Yeah, I, I know yeah. that uh, there's a lot of people who get mad because they don't disclose the injuries like they used to. And um, yeah. I remember Dallas Drake uh, just probably what eight, sixteen, seventeen years ago. Um, there was an injury, I think, to Joe Sackick, and it was in, during a playoff race, and. And I think he had hurt his knee or something. And Drake even said in the media, yeah, I'm going after his knee tonight. You know, like, yeah, there's a reason that players don't want others to know about their injuries. And, you know, I think today's game, it's it's definitely calmed down in that kind of sense. But at the same time, you know, somebody sees, okay, Tarasenko's got an injury in his shoulder. I'm going to hit him a little harder next time I see him in the boards. And uh, players have come forward and said that, that, that some certain players will target an injury. Yeah. Not, I mean, not, I mean, they will, they will try and hurt you. Uh, Oshi came out and said that. Uh, mm, he said that certain players will. you mic up. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, anybody that thinks that uh, players don't target injuries, um, I mean, not every, I'm, don't, I'm not going to say every player, every player does, but, you know, I mean, if, if an NHL player comes out and says, yeah, I mean, some guys do. 
then okay. I mean, you're in the locker room. You're on the ice. You know, right? So I'll take your word for it. Uh, Blay has five goals and three assists for eight points and was sixth is sixth on the team in scoring. Uh, he is uh, leading the team in hits with 51. Um, you know, if, and this and this hurts. For, for a team that's lacking in toughness uh, and mm-hmm. uh, is struggling to put the puck in the net on most nights, uh, to lose a guy who is your leading checker, uh, leading hitter, and can be a pretty dyma- dynamic offensive player uh, in spurts uh, and it can look fantastic in, from game to game, uh, that's rough. Yeah, That's a rough loss. Well, let's face yeah, it, it's, it's not just that. It's that he's a utility guy. You know, we, we've seen him slide all the way from the third line to the mm-hmm. first line in just the, what, 20 games we've seen this season. Yeah, I I thought he was the best player on the ice for the Blues last night. And I mean, I I assume he suffered the injury in the first period when um, uh, what's the guy? Um, uh, looks like Tyson Strachan um, checked him uh, into the boards. Uh, Blade turned into the hit uh, and went uh, face first and had his wrist up. Um, but uh, I assume it happened on that play. But he he was all over the ice. He was. T- you know, toe dragon. There's one shift he toe dragged three guys, including Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was he was instrumental in nice setting things up. Too. Yeah, I mean he he was he was setting the plate for the Blues last night. I, I rewatched the game this afternoon uh, after golf while having a beverage in the bar, and I, I saw one play where he tried to force a pass across the slot. And it's like that's the only thing I can fault him for in this game. He was he was absolutely brilliant. And you know, Blay played uh, 13, uh, 13 44 last night. So and he's I mean with Ter- and 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 this is going to sound crazy, but when you really think about it, this I think hurts the Blues more than the Tarasenko injury because it's accompanied with the Tarasenko injury. Because you when when Tarasenko went down, what was one of the things we said? Okay, chance for Sammy Blay to step in and and have a breakout season. You know. 34 well, he was he's your, great. Yeah, he's he's your he's a he's a significant depth player who yeah. is going who is going to be one of those one of the guys that could step up. Yeah. And and now you take that away. Take that away yeah. and it's, and it's it really thins out your top 6. I mean, with again with Tarasenko in the lineup, maybe you're thinking, okay, Blake could work his way in the top 6. Tarasenko goes down and you say, okay, Blake's probably in the top 6. Now I mean, who's your last top six guy? Sanford? I mean, there's uh, yeah. there's a real problem right now, and, and there's a hole in this in this organization with this injury coming through today. Yeah, this is. I, I think the appropriate way to to talk about this is injuries compounding, mm-hmm. right? Because. You know, it, it's Steen, Tarasenko, Blay. Yeah, and hopefully Steen's not too far away. Should be. He was. We're, should be coming up on four weeks next yeah, week. Yeah, he was. I think. Is it already? Okay. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he's a five. They said five weeks reevaluated, right? That sounds yeah. right. Was it four or five? Four or five. Yeah. But uh, even then, you know, he's, you know, he's going to take some time to get back. And I guess this. Uh, Bob Rakowski in the chat says uh, Costin, so meaning I guess that solidifies his. Uh, he won't be sent back down as as quickly, I guess. If this is, we're going to have Blay out for a while too. But yeah. wait, there's other breaking news. <laughs> well, I think that that's still. Uh, I still think Costin is a guy that's going to get a lot of looks now. I mean, I 
I think well, well, again with the Tarasenko injury, he was going to get some looks. But I think now, even with the signing today, I think Costin still is a guy that they really are. They need to look at him a little more. They need to give him I, more looks than we've seen so far. I would love right. that, but he played six minutes last night. Yeah, he's so. got to get more minutes. Right, and I, I mean, if if they're going to take a risk and you know try to push him up into the top six, all the better. But man, if they tried to slot Troy Brower in their second line, ugh. ugh. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, oh, Troy Brower, you say? Well, speaking Troy of Troy Brower, Brower, speaking of Troy Brower, uh, Brower today uh, broke about the same time as the Blay uh, news with his uh, injury. Uh, signed a one-year two-way contract for 750k with the Blues, and uh, McGinn was released from his uh, personal tryout offer. Uh, earlier today so uh, they had until today to make a decision on McGinn and they had until tomorrow to make a decision on Brewer uh, but uh, when I didn't sign him today Brewer uh, I can Brewer I'm so, did I say Eric? Brewer yeah <laughs> Eric Brewer holy hell jeez oh jeez <laughs> wishful thinking for Kurt <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah not, not no no uh, he's good in the Bra- locker room Bra- <laughs> yeah, right yeah, that's what they I, I'm sure I'm sure Brower is too uh, but signing today. So uh, he's 34 years old, had 21 points last season, 22 points the season before. Uh, played about 12 to 13 minutes uh, plus the last couple seasons. Uh, had 177. Mm. This is this is why he's signed. Uh, 177 hits last season for Florida, uh, which would have which would have led the Blues by a lot last season. Uh, Maroon led the team last year, uh, Blues for with uh, 135 hits. So he had. Over 40 more hits than Maroon did, uh, who led our team last season. So, uh, assuming Brower can maintain that this season uh, at 34 years old, um, that's a kind of a. I mean, Bill and I were talking before the start of the show that it's really. I mean, whatever you think of Brower and how he's going to contribute offensively, uh, if he can maintain his physical play, it's kind of at this point, it's kind of a no-brainer to go ahead and sign him because uh, losing Blay, who was your leading hitter. Uh, uh, at 40, was a 40 some odd hits he had uh, so far. Um, I mean, and we were already lacking physicality before that. So, I mean, we were, I mean, you got to have a guy out there who's going to, who's going to bang. Well, and let's face it. <laughs> I mean, we, we talk about how Blay is a uh, Baruby type player. And I think the same thing can be said for Brower. I know he's a little slower. He doesn't have the speed that Blay does. And obviously not the offensive instincts that Blay does, but, you know, he's a guy that uh, you can plug in on your third line and fourth line, wherever you want to put him, and, you know, maybe he'll get you a couple hits. You know, we're talking about how Costin's getting six minutes a night. Bump that up to ten. Have Brower play five minutes a night. You know, I mean, you got to hope that, that, that it, it works out in everyone's favor, and I think and, – and it's a low risk, too. I mean, that's why I'm okay with this, and that's why I was okay with the PTOs in the first place. It's, it's low risk. Uh, things don't work out. Doesn't seem like he's up to NHL speed. Send him down. Uh, he's making a, his, a league minimum contract. He's he's uh his his if it's, if they send him down, he's making three hundred k, seven fifty k up here, three hundred k in San Antonio. That's not bad. That's fine. Yeah, that's I mean that's not gonna bucket that, for even Kurt. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and it kind of feels to me like you know it's, it's one of those moves that you bring a veteran guy in tail end of his career. He's willing to take a two way contract because there's maybe some talk about you know uh, this is what I 
assume is happening behind the scenes about, you know, after your career, are you, do you want to be a coach? Oh. Bring in veteran guy, leader guy, Warren A when he was here before. Why not? That's, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Um, so is, so Robbie, I want to ask this again because last week, uh, after, uh, used a new week, another injury, I asked the same question I asked last week. Um, the Robbie Fabry trade. So now that Steen's gone, Tarasenko's gone, Blaze gone. Well, Steen should be back fairly soon. Um, but do you think that Armstrong is going to regret trading Fabry, or are you still you guys still on the board with saying no? He wasn't going to fit in the system. He wasn't going to be effective well, in the I system. Think, I think now, yeah, it's easy to say. Well, yeah, he well, shouldn't have and, traded Fabry, but I mean. At the time, I agreed with it. I, I think it was the right move. Give the guy a chance somewhere else. Yeah, I I honestly don't think it matters one way or another. Man, Jacob Delarose was a healthy scratch last night. That's you what. Know, and yeah. they, they decided to sign Troy Brower. I mean, obviously, they are not sold on Delarose either. Well, I, and I knew and, that was going to be the case. Yeah. I knew I, I knew he was going to be a uh, he was going to be a Bertuzzo, Bertuzzo Gunnarsson type situation where he'll play, he'll play every other night or two out of three nights or something. Uh, he, I, I knew he was going to be a healthy scratch, you know, every so often. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, I, I think the Fabry moving him was more of a favor to Fabry, right? Yeah. And I get it. And th- that's what, that's what Armstrong said in the conversation that he had and, uh, with, with Fabry and, uh, which is, it's just, it's fine. I, I'm just strictly thinking from, uh, perspective as far as like this team having the putting the trying to ice the best team and having the best assets available to you should injuries pop up like they are right now, which you know you, you can't foresee that kind of thing, but you and you don't want to hold a guy hostage like Fabry who who wants a shot to play and if he's not going to play then yeah I mean okay okay move him, but uh, it just it, I you know like I said last week it's just kind of it's like oh we've got uh, guys going down and uh, Tarasenko and Blay uh, it's going to be impactful it'd been nice to. Uh, uh, if Fabry was still here to give him, you know, a dozen games in a row to see how he, just to see what happens and if he's effective or not. I mean, I think at this so. point they would have had to have, you know, there, there's really, right. at this point, there's no choice. He would have been getting those minutes. And um, right. so it's easy for us to sit here and, you know, say, yeah, it's, it, they shouldn't Well, I mean, that's the whole, that's, I mean, uh, but that's the whole point behind having assets is, right. is, is being depth, your organization, organizational depth. Um, that, that was, that was kind of my, and I, I'm just being selfish here. I mean, I was just trying to, you know, I'll just hoard all the assets, right? Don't, don't move them unless you can, unless you're going to move an asset and, uh, fulfill a weakness, uh, somewhere else, which Taylor Rose doesn't really fill a weakness anywhere. I don't think so. But, but anyway, that's, that's, I'm just being selfish with the whole thing as far as trying to have as many good assets as possible in the organization. And if you do move them, move them or something of value that, you know, might be something of more, but we discussed it. Well, you never know. Del Rose, I mean, yeah. it's, it's still a, a short window that he's been here. Maybe he does work out to be a decent third, fourth line guy for the Blues still. Um, he's getting more minutes in practice. You know, he's out there skating with these guys. And uh, plus, he was playing a lot with Brower in practice. So, I don't know, maybe those two were finding some strange chemistry. Stranger things have happened. 
Bob Rakowski in the YouTube chat says, Fabry doesn't fit in the system. Besides, I'm still not sure he'll make a full season, which is a legitimate concern. I mean, it's, yeah. that's that's out there. Yeah. And you got to think Armstrong thought the same thing. <clears throat> sure. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's out there too. And when Kurt first sent the outline for the show today, it, it was, you said Robbie Fabry, the injury. I like, did it happen already? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, yeah. it, it didn't, no, it it didn't surprise me. It wouldn't have been surprising. It, it no, I, surprising. and that's unfortunate, but it, it wouldn't yeah. have been surprising. Uh, but no, that was not the case. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Kairu is still an asset down there too that we have to bring up at some point, which you got to think that um, with Blay down and, and Tarasenko out for a significant amount of time now, um, at what point you know, it, it, does Kairu, if we, if we continue to struggle putting in, you know, only getting two goals a night or whatever and plus an empty net goal, that's, that's not going to cut it on most nights really. But yeah. Um, uh, at what point do you, I mean, I mean, Kairou's got uh, in seven HL games a season, he's got four goals, four assists. I mean, do you want to, he, you'd think he'd get a look sometime soon. I'm worried soon. he's fallen out of favor with the Blues management. Uh, I, I was, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. That's why I asked that question. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I hate nah. to throw out the name TJ Hensick because I think he's better than that, but. Um, you know, you think of a guy who was really, really good in the AHL and couldn't make an NHL roster. And, and again, I'm not making that comparison yet. I think we got a couple of years before that happens. But that is in the back of Blues fans' minds, I'm sure, because you just don't want to see that happen again. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think it's it's still too early. You know, like this is only a second professional year, right? Yeah, right. And it was he and Thomas coming up at the same time. Thomas couldn't go to the AHL. Right. So Thomas has gotten the favor. And the other thing with Cairo, the reason why I'm I, maybe I'm not as worried as much as as you uh, as you and Ponder are, Kurt, is he was injured. Um, the stat line Jeff read seven games. Cairo. He's yeah. only he's only had seven games so far this year. And that's so what, maybe you wait until he hits his ten game mark and see how he's truly doing. And that's that's the thing too. I'm, that's what Bob Rakowski just said too. You know, Cairo is still coming off an injury too. So that's a good, that's another that's a good point. I hope not, because man, if they turn that quickly on their assets, whew. yeah, I, that's. I mean, yeah. I would hope not. That, I mean, because you bad asset management, especially when he's not old. Was he twenty one? Mm-hmm. And that's not, I mean, you can't, no. Bob mentioned not to mention the Aussie, too. That's Nathan Walker. Yeah. So, another right. guy that could be called up. Who's probably the better comparison to TJ Hensick. Yeah. Maybe, probably. maybe. Yeah. Crikey. Crikey. Oh, heck. <laughs> uh, speaking of offense, uh, the Blues offense uh, with and without Tarasenko. So, we were kind of wondering uh, if, how much we'd miss him and, and if, players would uh, fill in the gap that he left. So overall scoring with him, 3.2 goals per game, which was 32 goals in 10 games. Without him, 2.73 goals, uh, which was 30 goals in 11 games. So not a huge difference in goals and games, but... Uh, Thank you, David Perron. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it's, it's 3.2 versus 2.73. That's It's uh, significant, I guess. Right. But yeah, Shen's production's down. And that that's yeah. right, right? Tarasenko wasn't scoring; he was setting up Shen. Yeah, exactly. And even that, that's uh, an even strength. 
uh, with Tarasenko 2.4, which is 24 goals, 10 games, without him 1.73, uh, which is 19 goals in 11 games. So even strength scoring has been a problem. Five on five, uh, which uh, five on five hockey is why we won the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it's kind of uh, been a struggle, and our power play uh, is kind of uh, you know helping this team still gain points. Interesting how it's been like a role reversal this season. Um, let's see. We talked about Brower. We talked about Cairo. Um, touched on Fabry. Yesterday was the one year anniversary of Mike Yo's firing, which, <laughs> um, reflections, guys. I mean, uh, I I think I think they I think made the right happened, move. I, you know what? Well, here's the deal. But based on what evidence? Yeah, I mean, are you sure? I mean, because that's I mean, it's a small sample size, not even a full season, Jeff. Uh, I think what happened last season though is like a worst case scenario for for Mike Yo in terms of him ever getting a head coaching job again. Yeah. Worst mm-hmm. case scenario because the Blues organization, uh, in the end, you realize had the talent to win a cup. They did, but Yo was taking it in the polar opposite direction and uh, running it into the ground. His strategy uh, that's not, was so damn predictable. I mean, go, it's, it's, go back to, what, uh, a year and a week ago in our shows and listen to us talk about the predictability of every single breakout on the Blues team. And it was like, with this talent, how can you be so predictable? Like, let these open these guys up. Let them have a chance to, to show their skill. And I just feel like his strategies did not allow that. Uh, Not to shit on I the guy. <laughs> I, I, he's got a gig. I, yeah, he is. He's assistant coach in Philly. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, but head coach. No. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while. Not in the NHL. And I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, it, it, like I said, because of how, because the Blues won the cup last season, if they had like lost in the first round mm-hmm. uh, or lost to, lost in the second, you know, to Dallas, right. um, I, I can, Maybe you see him because actually, if you go back and look at his numbers, his overall record was he was like twenty games over five hundred or something. So it wasn't. I mean, his record wasn't bad, but uh, yeah, but right yeah, the playoff record we, was terrible. We always talked about how long of a leash do you give that guy, considering his past. You know, I've, every year yeah, teams I, finished what fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth, and fifth under him, and it was like, yeah, why are we giving him such a leash? Let this guy go. I know. And I, no I said th- then, and I'll say it now again. I don't think he's ever going to be an NHL coach again, head coach. I I wouldn't hire him. No, yeah. I, I don't. I, I I mean, something drastic would have to Maybe happen an with interim his thing. Right. That that's exactly the point I was about to make. The only way he is ever an NHL head coach is if the word interim uh, is like Willie Desjardins last year in LA. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way. And I mean, I, I could see him. You know, he reminds me of. And I'm I'm not really basing this off any inside knowledge that I would have, but I think of Mike Kitchen with him. Mike Kitchen is highly regarded as a great assistant coach. And maybe that's just Mike Yo. Right. Well, and Mike Yo won a cup in Pittsburgh. Right. And that's that's it. It's and it's just like uh, Paul Fenton in Minnesota, the GM role. He he was brilliant second guy. Didn't last a season. Yeah. Kitchen was like the worst head coach ever, though. He was yeah. terrible. He was so bad. You want, you want to talk about predictable? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. D to D and up the board. <laughs> but here's every yep. fucking every time. Predictable. But the thing is, is that it, it, 
on one hand, it's predictable, but I constantly was watching that team under Kitchen, and I'm thinking, this team does not have a game plan at all. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. I, I mean, DDD at the boards, okay, but after that, they had no clue. They don't not, know what they're doing. Not exactly. To get, not to get in our time machine here, but I think the way the Blues still made the playoffs that first year uh, before the lockout under him, it really went to show how good Pronger, McKinnis, Waite, and mm-hmm. Kachuk, and all those guys were because that's what it was. Like Bill said, D to D up the boards. Somehow, those guys made it work. Yeah. But then when you replace those guys with Jay McClement and Eric Brewer and Barrett Jackman, all of a sudden it wasn't working anymore. I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I say I wouldn't hire Yo as head coach now. I, I, but the thing is, I, w- I wouldn't have hired him back in 2016. No, I wouldn't have As either. the coach in waiting. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was one of the dumbest things Armstrong has ever done. Yeah. Uh, that- in I don't think you'll ever see it in NHL history ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. You got to wait for a hitch to expire even yeah. though, before you get your chance. Even though when he did take over as head coach and Hitch was fired oh, early, they, they went on a, a right, great tear right. under Allen. That always seems uh, to happen. Because, because you had a 300-pound weight off your back. I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Take that, Hitch. Uh <laughs> But you know, well, here uh, maybe the ends justifies the means, though, with with the Yo hire and fire. Maybe Brube isn't named head coach of the Blues if Yo was never hired. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we don't win the cup, or maybe we win it sooner. I don't so know. So let but, me let me ask uh, you this question. I, I this was something I thought about earlier today as I was reading some of the STL Blues history stuff about that. Um, we we jokingly asked, "Does Mike Yo get a ring from last year?" Now we all know that's not going to happen. So let me ask you this question. <laughs> Let's say the Blues decide, hey, we're going to give Mike Yo a ring. How does he react to that? He doesn't take it. You don't think he takes mm-hmm. it? I don't think he does either. No, I wouldn't. I think he says, no, thanks. I'm he good. takes it and pawns it. <laughs> oh, yeah, pawn <laughs> yeah, it. maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't see. No. I, 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 yeah, I wonder what's going through his head when the Blues won that run, that tear, and then just just continually advance into the playoffs and just I, I mean you know being a a, a a head coach I'm sure he's cocky to some degree and and I'm sure he's like yeah if I'd, I'd still be there we'd, we'd be doing the same thing because I'd have turned it around I've been um, begging to call it Biddington for years <laughs> let me uh, let, I, let, let I, me show watch, you guys let's do a little let's go blues radio theater here this is exactly how I think Mike Yo was watching the playoffs last year and if you're watching on YouTube congratulations you can see the full act Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I fucking hate this song. Ah fuck, Gloria. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) End scene. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Very well. If I had a rose, I would throw it at you. (laughs) Wow! All the way from where you're at, that's pretty impressive. So it would make it it, halfway through the street. So in, in this realm, I want to ask you guys something that happened earlier today in, in the uh, the NHL that most people know about. The highest paid coach in the NHL, I think in NHL history. NHL history, yeah. Yeah. yeah it uh, was. Mike Babcock was fired today and relieved, and uh, Sheldon Keefe took over uh, from the Toronto Marlies. But let me ask you guys, do you think that, I don't know, anything about yesterday being the one-year anniversary 
Mike Yo kind of being in the, the heads of some NHL people, that the Maple Leafs thought, you know what? This worked for the Blues. Let's see if it can work for us. Uh, they're I think not. They're uh, not last, but they're they're not playing no, as well as they could. I think the 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 date is is a coincidence because I think that they they pegged this road trip or this trip this series of games as a, as important to them, and they've lost five in a row now. Yeah, uh, this, the, the, the other. So and, there and, may and be a couple, some similarities, but it, yeah, that's and, about it. And a couple of the games, the team looked to lay down, you know, and, and mail it in. So uh, like they'd given up on Babcock. Yeah. So I mean it's uh, I, I, it's probably just coincidence and uh, and Shanahan was on uh, uh, on TV saying they just uh, they talked about it and they just felt it was the right time they didn't want to wait any longer and uh, 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 Bob McKenzie was saying that uh, if they wait too much longer then they're 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 approaching what the Thanksgiving date if you're out of the playoffs by Thanksgiving then your chances are you're not gonna make the playoffs something like that isn't it yeah that that saying so uh, yeah. which is crazy but. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it just the, my favorite tweet that I saw about it today was a salt rubbing in the wound tweet uh, from a uh, a non Maple Leafs fan, um, and it it was a, a tweet of the save that Mark Andre Fleury made last night. Oh, I don't know if you saw it. God. Brilliant, oh, yeah. brilliant flying Superman save. One of the best saves I've ever seen. And yeah. it they totally credited Fleury with getting Babcock fired. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Mark Andre Fleury. That, that shot was going in, right? I saw yeah, a shot. Well, I saw a camera angle from the corner. Uh-huh. Uh and it was I mean it was I, I think it was but it was close. I think it was going in, but it was really close. Yeah. It, fantastic oh, leave save. Mark andre Fleury alone. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> save. Uh, and somebody posted, I think, in the, one of the Twitter threads or something or the Facebook threads about it uh, after it was shown uh, the uh, uh, Kevin Miller, not Kevin Miller, uh, Ryan Miller, uh, sliding, diving save back in the, where he went to for the extra attack, I guess it was, Yeah. and then came back out and then had to dive, like and slide and dive. That was Similar, but yeah. uh, pretty cool. Yep, good stuff. Yep, he's uh, Mark Andre Fleury is uh, kind of getting that uh, Jim Edmonds uh, great diving play reputation. He has four hundred and fifty wins. Yeah, he is the fastest in initial history to four fifty. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I mean, he's always been. I mean, he was on well, some really good teams. Right. Played. Pittsburgh. Sure, but uh, and he's Crosby had some. I mean, he's had some good seasons, and I think he's playing. Man, since he's been in Vegas, he's uh, he's he's coming to his own. Yeah, he's yeah. maybe because I mean he Pittsburgh left him unprotected in the expansion draft because they thought he was washed up, yeah. and he's totally I, rekindled his career. Yeah, and maybe that's what he needed to. Uh, I mean, just like a oh oh, you think I'm washed up? I'll show you. Yeah. So shows that sometimes a change of scenery is all a guy needs. Yeah. So if he if he has a nice last half dozen years to his career, whatever it's going to be, um, I'm not sure how much. I mean, he's been league a long time. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's got the, a, per, perhaps the greatest first overall draft pick goalie in league history. Oh, well, how many are there though? I mean, There's how not many. many other? Yeah, I'll say how many other people are there? Yeah, uh, four or five. Rick DiPietro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got the best right. contract in history. Uh, Roberto Luongo, I think, wasn't he? Was he number one? Was he number one? I don't know if he was number one. I'll look. 
Uh, what's the, what does uh what's the, how many wins does Bruder have? You know, uh, six. So Fleur's got a shot at that. Hundred something. Yeah. Uh, Roberto Luongo was a fourth round pick. Uh, sorry, number four pick. Fourth overall yeah. pick. Fourth so Fleur's overall got a sh- first round. Fleur's got. I mean, obviously he has a shot at. It. He's right. fastest to four fifty. Right. Mm-hmm. So, does he get there? Yeah. With yeah. if he spends the rest of his career with Vegas, well, he, even if if he stays with you know semi competitive teams, right? He that's, doesn't that's wind huge. up in that's Ottawa. Huge. Oh God! Know. Poor Craig Anderson. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a couple comments here. Uh, Baruby fits this team, especially with Otter on the bench too. Cat uh, Church said yes, and I think he was saying that to what I said about the Bobcat. Bobcat. Bobcat Babcock firing. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait firing in Toronto. Um, And then Bob Rakowski says, new trend of coach firings as playoff strategy, LOL. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. It was for Pittsburgh a couple years ago, too. Yeah, and New Jersey, too. And New Jersey won. uh, Yeah. New Jersey Jersey won a cup with, uh, who was it? Lamorello, right? No, 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 Larry uh, Robinson. Robinson. That's yeah. right. They they put Robinson in after so. they cashiered John McLean, wasn't it? I uh, can't right. remember who that was. Sounds right. I it was, know it was late in the season. It was that one was late in the season. That I know one they was did it. like with twenty games to go or something. I yeah. know they did it like and three times, and they just and Limarello just put himself behind the bench. But yeah, they funny. never won the <laughs> cup when he was coaching. I don't think. No, good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't stand that guy. Shave your mustache. Grow some hair. Um, I, uh, I, 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 and to be honest, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan of Brube. Uh, we, and we talked about this on the show that I wasn't a fan of Brube being the interim coach long. I wanted the blues to, uh, find a replacement. And then when Quinville became available, mm-hmm. that was it, man. I mean, right. everybody I mean, was go like, back, go back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, like, Quinville. he's definitely coming here. Well, did we say? I mean, we were we wanted him. I don't know yeah. definitely coming here, but we. I was like, it just made sense, didn't it? It made so much sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we thought, well, he's got to at least be talking to him, and he did. They it was it came out that there was a conversation or something, yeah. which um, and that you know I I think my my thought the whole time was yeah it's an obligatory conversation and. You know, I don't know how many times we talked about it last year, but what it came down to was he's getting paid to seven on the million beach. dollars to go to Chicago Bears games, yeah, and tailgate, yeah. And if he and if he were to leave and coach somewhere else, he would not get he that. Give that up, and he's not going to get that kind of money. So uh, Florida seems to you know, his his story in Florida this year is really good. His what? The, the the story that he's got that team playing out of their minds. Yeah, what are they, yeah, they uh, started what are they uh, pretty rough there. Bobrovsky <laughs> was not playing well. He had one of his rough starts to the year, but yeah, they've they've turned it around. They look pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. eleven five and five, uh, and second overall in the Atlantic. Don't we play them sometime next week? Uh, we play. I know we play no. Tampa again. Don't no, we? we we play. Oh. I, uh, I just figured we'd swing through there since we're we, going to Florida. We play we play Calgary, uh, Nashville, Nashville. Oh, I love the back to backs in Nashville. Oh, yeah. 
Great and fish in Quebec. We yeah. <laughs> I love me some fishing in Quebec. Love the back-to-backs versus Nashville. <laughs> uh, uh, we haven't seen Nashville yet this year. Uh, no, and I look forward to playing them. That's going to be fun. And Tampa uh, Bay again. And Dallas. Well, that's, a, that's a gauntlet. Yeah, Man, geez. And, and Pittsburgh. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, well, and uh, they, Pittsburgh, they, Sam Crosby. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's, no. that's, that's, that's true. That's true. But that's a gauntlet still. Uh, Nashville, Nashville, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Pittsburgh. And then after that, we got uh, Chicago. Um, What's that playing better? Uh, Pittsburgh again. Toronto. New coach. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey night in Canada. Buffalo, who has kind of fallen off. <laughs> you don't so say. I mean, just yeah, we called that weeks ago, right? It was it's funny. Like they just, I saw they just wait. There was uh, Buffalo said that there. Uh, it was like a, a meme that said Buffalo is adopting uh, the the Nashville banner raising, and it said 2017-18 uh, got off to a great start. 2018-2019 got off to a great, great. start. <laughs> Good effort. At least you tried. So. so Go back to November, if you would. There we go. So, uh, Black Friday. What time do we play the Stars? 7.30. I won't be sober by then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Black Friday, uh, Bourbon County release day. I will be blacked out by then. Man, it's at Dallas, too. Well, it's a shame. It'd be be in St. Louis to just go get... just have a bunch of Bourbon County and then <laughs> stagger down to the game and just find our way. Into it'd be like game. Columbus all over again. Oh, God. <laughs> Christopher? We had good. so much to drink before the Team USA, Team Canada game in Columbus. And then we went to the. I, I was drunk walking into the building. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yep. And your brother almost got his ass kicked by Hal Gill. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that was, that's a good story. That's funny. Yeah. Hal Gill, uh, he pissed off Hal Gill, my brother did. Uh, Thank you. It was a, think you've told this yeah. before, but go ahead. I'm, I'm sure I, we I think, have. I think more people would like to hear it again. We it, were hitting on the same girl. Yeah, we were at a beer garden uh, at a bar outside the stadium. By the way, Hal Gill's what, like uh, nine foot six? He's a big guy. He's, <laughs> He's a big guy. Six, six, seven. He's a big guy. And uh, my my brother had had a few, and he was you know oblivious to what was going on around him. He was just, but he. <laughs> Uh, he uh, was uh, talking in a circle with some girls, and Hal. He, well, Hal Gill was talking to a few girls, and uh, they, you know, they knew who he was, and and so uh, and then my brother just kind of just butts into the circle of uh, conversation and starts talking and and hitting on these uh, girls uh, that Hal Gill was. Uh, and I look at Hal Gill, and he's you can tell he's kind of annoyed. <laughs> and I'm like, and and we're just standing there looking. And we're like. Oh my God! We're gonna. We might have to fight Hal Gill. <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna. I was not gonna fight Hal Gill because he, when I was, uh, he was captain when I was at Providence, and he once gave me a pizza. There's no way I was gonna say step in. <laughs> you gave me a pizza once, huh? That was. I gotta fight you. Now. That that was such a surreal trip. I mean, yeah. you, you got Hal Gill right there, just standing in a circle talking with him, and and uh, there was a there was a Madonna and Hallward at a bar, yeah. uh, uh, sitting at the it, bar. Wait, wait, and Kachuk were sitting drinking alone. Like they they would anybody try to come near them, and they would somebody would yell it. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty fun. And we thought we saw, um, what's his name, the porn star? Uh, Ron Jeremy. Uh, Ron Jeremy. Yeah. We thought we saw Ron Jeremy. We got pictures of him and everything. I was like, mm. later on, we're like, that's not Ron Jeremy. <laughs> we were fucking drugs. <laughs> it's it's funny what you think you Who see when you're drunk. Who puked in the White Castle parking lot? <laughs> that was, 
Huh? Who who puked at the the White Castle drive through? Was that wasn't me? I, didn't throw I, I think it was Greg. I think it was, was Ron it? Jeremy. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, hey, that was a fun trip. You guys don't have to worry about Hal Gill fighting you because uh, he'll just stand in one spot and not move. Yeah, yeah. that's Rich, that's Rich Pilon, right? Oh yeah, yeah him too. Pilon the pilot. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so uh, last night's game uh, versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Pat Maroon returned to St. Louis uh, to receive his Stanley Cup ring. Uh, Armstrong presented his uh, cup ring to him before, on the ice before the game. Uh, nice little montage on the Jumbotron. You know, um, I, and not to interrupt, Kurt, but I heard they actually offered for Hitch's hat, Blue, Mr. Blue's hat, to give him the ring, and he declined. <laughs> <laughs> to give it to his uh, fiance, right? Yes, Francesca. Yes. Francesca, yeah, that would have been that would have been amazing. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, no, uh, Maroon will forever be remembered as the guy who scored one of the biggest goals in Blues history, ascending them to the conference finals. Uh, one of my favorite Blues moments of all time. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, you can say what you want about Maroon's uh, season that year and how it was a disappointment and he didn't play well until the last 10 games of the season. Um, and his playing the playoffs was better. And he only scored like two, three goals in the playoffs. But still, that goal, man, that's uh, that, that makes the contract worth it. And it's funny because going into the season, you thought, oh, wow, it's a great deal for Maroon. <laughs> he's a uh, uh, great deal, uh, under underpaid, and he's going to – prove himself and get a big contract in the off season. And it turns out that the contract he signed was probably a little more than he should have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> or about right, I guess. So that was kind of funny, but, um, and I will say, you guys say it's one of the biggest goals of all time in blues history. I'm going to go ahead and say it's number one. I, it's, <sighs> I know it's hard because you got game seven goals and all that, but that and a uh, Gunnarsson's goal. I don't know. In game two, I would say, I would say I would say maybe Petrangelo's goal in Game Seven against Boston. That one, with with just a few seconds to go in the first period, that was huge to get in the lead. Yeah, that was yeah, that's so, true. I don't know. I, I there. I mean, it's it's all they're all right there jumbled to the top. So yeah, I mean, there's you could make the case for five goals. I mean, the Jake yeah. Schwartz goal in Game Five yeah, against uh, Winnipeg. That's that's the goal that I'm thinking about. The oh. Tyler Bozak throwing it out front and Schwartz tipping it the midair. But yeah, I mean, no. That, Sammy Blay slap shot on Ben Bishop. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was just funny. That, yeah, that was fucking brilliant. But <laughs> no, I, I mean the gravity of Maroon's goal. <clears throat> the gravity of Maroon's goal. In yes. Game seven. Oh, it, it, no more important goal in Blues history. I, I mean, I, the, the way I celebrated that goal, I was, I mean, I, I was, I just jumped and and just screamed and ran. I just bolted down the hall. Yep. I don't know what I was doing. I just ran down the hall yelling, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Uh, my kids, well, I mean, this they, I let them stay for that game, so they they tell that story about how nuts I went. Yep. Woke my son. So up. much fun. Woke my boy so much up. fun. I couldn't help it. Started yelling, I screaming. I he woke up care. screaming, but I'm like, I don't even care. I'll go on and deal didn't with him in like 10 minutes. Didn't <laughs> care. I, and before last season, I would have said, you know, one of the biggest goal in Blues history. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, Janney's goal for the sweep against the Hawks or uh, Turgeon's goal to uh, in Game 7 against uh, Phoenix in double overtime. Or, Rico you know, Pearson. Rico Pearson. No, no, it was not. <laughs> um. The, and you know, Wickenheiser's classic goal. Right. There's, there's Paslowski. Paslowski. 
Yeah. Uh, Corey so, Stillman it, had an underrated one in 2001 in uh, game three double overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Crombie. Mike Crombie. 82. Oh, yeah. It's uh, on your wall right there. Bill, right there. Not, not Mike Crombie. Oh, yeah. Mike Crombie. Mike right. Crombie. Yeah. Not, yeah. not BJ's sorry. dad. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. BJ never did was, anything good. I had him backwards. Yeah. Mike Crombie. <laughs> yeah. Put the Blues in the finals. So that was a, that was a big one. Um, so, you know, anyway, uh, John Kelly, uh, said this was the best overall game the Blues have played all season. I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, this game was up there for sure. It was an exciting Uh, game. It was an exciting game. It was a good game. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it was a a good game between two teams. Blues played them hard. Tampa kept coming hard and Pennington played great. Defense played great. And just overall, just a a fun game to watch. (laughs) Uh, it was Bennington versus uh, – well, actually, the, the only the only grap I had about this game, really, about the Blues, and it was until they scored, was they couldn't hit the net. I mean, I mean, they had a lot of shots on goal, and they outshot Tampa Bay almost 2-1, to one, but I'll be damned if they were just shooting so many shots wide. And high. And high. And, yeah. and the, they had like 60 attempts, mm-hmm. and they had 30, what, 32 shots, something like that. So it was like, ah, come on. And I was wondering if that was going to bite him in the ass because we couldn't score. Yeah. We didn't score until late in the second. And I was like, uh, and you were shooting wide, God damn it. And it was, <laughs> it was, so up until they tied the game, I was like, I was very frustrated. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and, completely. And then they tied it. I'm like, okay, right. this, this is a good and, game again. And the way they tie it, a soft backhander that's just tossed to the front of the net. Yeah. You just scramble play, Perron scores. Which is, and uh, it's funny because. I don't think it was covered in the game, but on this show, we break things down with a little more accuracy, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Perron, the reason why he was where he was is because he's, I got to break down here, let me see. Uh, he, uh, uh, pretty quick here to the corner, and Perron was being covered by uh, Andre Palat, uh, a, f- a forward in front of the net. Uh, as they skated to the top of the crease, Perron gave Palat a shove. To create separation, and it was a nice, it was a good shove, and Plot just whew, he kept going, yep. <laughs> and, uh, and and that gave Pron all kinds of room, uh, and uh, Preco flips a backhander on net, puck hits a stick, Pron digs it out and slides it over the open side and in the net, um, and technically interference, maybe I guess, uh, but this, that's not getting called, no. so um, that never, that, you're that's, not going to see that players fight, called. right? No, no, I mean technically players interference, fight but, in first oh, base, it is, right. it is, yeah, uh, unless he unless he goes down, right? If Plot uh, goes down, then they may call and it. And is Sidney Crosby right? Yeah. But it was uh, that was that was why that goal happened. The Pareko flips the puck on net, and they made a big deal about uh, oh, you got it. You know that's why you put a puck on net. You know you never you know what happened. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you put a puck on net, you never know what's gonna happen. But the reason why that goal happened was because Perron created a bunch of separation with him and Plot and with a with a Has shove he before. Just not been just we'd say it every week. He's been so impressive he's, this year. I he's doing he's, everything last right. year, last year too, last year too. He's got to be an all star, in my opinion. Yeah, he, yeah. And, from this team, the, yeah, I'd say so. And in the in the All Star competition, the skills competition, they need to create a category for uh, offensive zone penalties. <laughs> <laughs> then he could participate. They don't in even that. need to his, do his it. They could just last say, night, "Okay, Peron, you win." <laughs> his penalty last night was in the defensive zone, or no, neutral zone. Back neutral checking. Zone. Yeah. What yeah. was the penalty? I forgot. Slash. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was, no, it was yeah. that was legit. That was a penalty. Yeah, got him right on the hands. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. And and to me, well, was he entering the zone? He was like the blue line, wasn't he? 
Oh, the, anyway, the, the Tampa player was. Yes. But, but okay. it's it's not an offensive. Zipper. Okay. It's you. not a penalty. Right. I'm, I'm fine with that kind of penalty every now and then. Uh, you know what though? Uh, yeah. I thought compared I was, to what I, we usually see from him. Yeah, only because it's the neutral zone. I, I, I mean, I, to me, it's a lazy penalty. It's like it you're not, is, you're not yeah. doing anything. You're not doing anything. I mean, with that play, you're just slashing. They got to slash him. You're not trying to knock the puck away. Yeah. Um. So, but anyway, uh, this, yeah, like this is this was a good game. Bennington versus Vasilevsky. Uh, both goalies fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Blues held Tampa Bay to was it 18 shots on net. Uh, Tampa Bay is a team that averages over 32 on net per game. So that was uh, that was substantial. Um, Tampa Bay got on the board first. Anthony Sorelli uh, got his third from Killorn and Hedman. 16-36, uh, so the first. I, on this replay, um, it's funny to hear uh, the broadcast crew, when they are critical of players, it's always the younger players. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, a vet, if a veteran makes a mistake, that's not on them. Nope. It's nope. and when Dunn makes a mistake, I don't know what he was. He lost. He lost. Sorelli uh, behind him. He didn't know right. where he was, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's out of position. And uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Dunn was like defense's own awareness was was ridiculous. He was horrible. Yeah. He was he was he was covering Bennington, <laughs> and Sorelli he was, was open behind him. Standing in the crease, like he wasn't yeah. doing anything. No, he didn't know who was behind him. It was it was I was like he's like zoned out for a few seconds. It was yeah. so weird. Uh, yeah. Which I was just kind of pissed about that play. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it! I if, if you were a rookie, you get benched. Right. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's your... exactly my point. I, I I mean, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bo Meester. I don't care if you're Petrangelo. You make a play like that. You're bench the rest of the period. There's not a lot of time left. Sit and think about what you did. Come out and strong in the second. That's that's my type of coaching. Yeah, <clears throat> but to the point about the the broadcasters uh, pointing out the rookies' mistakes every time. I said it last week. I'm going to say it a little more forceful this week. I am so sick and fucking tired of Darren Pegg clutching his pearls every time Robert Thomas fails to get the puck deep. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Every that fucking puck's time. That's got to get deep. That's, That's got to get, get deep. That's got to get deep. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. Yeah, but yeah, but when Petrangelo uh, tries to clear the zone, a flip pass, and he and he, and he doesn't get anything on it, and right. they glove it down to the blue line and keep it in, right. they don't harp the, on that. The top line got hemmed in for a minute yes. and a half after three turnovers. Yep, and uh, they're it's just a tired group of guys right there. That's all that is. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, I, I. Oh my God. Speaking to Thomas, yeah, there was that play. I think it was in the second period where uh, he wound back in the neutral zone. Kind of lost his handle, but then was smart enough to still get his hand out and poke the puck back to the defenseman. And yeah. Peng was he damn got lit Peng up too. Was still giving him shit. He was like, I know. He was like, oh, you know, I don't know what he's thinking there. And I'm like, he made the right play. Like he still got the puck to the defenseman. Like obviously he mishandled, but he still <clears throat> finished the play. He didn't give up on it. Give him a he little credit. Got, he almost got lit up. Yeah, he did. He, uh, yeah, he just avoided that hit. Yeah, I. The thing is, though, and this is what I love about Baruby versus Yo versus Hitchcock, is they're willing to let kids take risks, mm-hmm. and they they don't bench them sure. for for an individual mistake. And I think part of it, part of it, at least with Pang and Kelly, is that they're so used to, you know, one player makes one mistake, and it's like, yep, not gonna see him the rest of the game. Not gonna not gonna work here anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, Blues get on the board uh, late in the second, 17-24 of the second. Uh, Perron from Pareko and O'Reilly, which we just talked about. Um, so that was, uh, and I, like I said, up until this point, I was kind of annoyed in the game because we shot wide so many times. And, oh, yeah. And, and Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky was playing quite well. And like I said before the game, uh, uh, during the pregame, when Federico said that uh, Vasilevsky does not have a shutout, th- shutout this season yet. And I was like, well, guess who's getting a shutout tonight? Yeah. Because <laughs> you brought it up. Usually how that goes. Um, and then late in the second, I mean, he was playing great and we hadn't scored. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do it. Yeah. Um, but no. So uh, uh, we ended up uh, tying it late in the second. And then uh, 6-16 into the third, uh, Sundqvist from the aforementioned Thomas. Uh, because he wasn't benched. Right, he wasn't yeah. benched. He was out there playing, and it was a fine pass. Bertuzzo, oh. Bertuzzo uh, pinched uh, this a series of things that led to this goal. Bertuzzo pinches in, blocks the clearing attempt on the boards, and then Sundquist uh, had a really nice second effort. He tried to get the puck deep to Thomas. Uh, first time was blocked, came back to him, got back, and, and then got to him a second time. Uh, and then uh, Thomas uh, skates towards the like he's going behind the net. Dishes a beauty of a no look backhand pass to Sunquist, who who was in the process of he fell down. He when he was standing back, he was in the process of standing up when Thomas passes in the puck, and he had just gotten up and then shoots a little snapper and uh, and uh, uh, Vasilevsky, who was uh, screened on the play uh, by uh, who was it? Sergachev. Oh, Sergachev. Yeah, yeah, and never saw the puck. Didn't no. move. Never saw. No, him. no. Uh, as as Payne pointed out, he's, he's perfect reverse VH <laughs> Which, for right. And, and I was going to ask you about know, that. Bill. He's he's. Uh, I mean, it's it's a percentage play. Yeah. You're you're cutting the you know, you're cutting the short side angle, but there was a lot of net that who, to shoot at. And who expects Sunkfest to pick that fucking corner? Beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful shot. Yeah, that was that was nice. I love seeing the guy punch above his weight. I, I I love his game right now. Sure. Oh, you he's know? and uh, he pays a price to play that game too because he I, I've said this before. Uh, he takes a beating out there. Yeah, he does. His face. Right. <laughs> and sooner or later, he's gonna lose some teeth, and uh, we're waiting for it. <laughs> people, I think people will be happy the day that happens. But yeah. like you said, he was he had got knocked out, fall or fallen to the ice, and was in the process of getting up with the puck came to him. Right. Yeah. It, it was so. Yeah, yeah he pl- he plays a greasy game. He does. He man, I mean, but give the guy credit. Good God, getting up God. on your feet, still trying to get your positioning to get a good shot off, and I mean, he blasted yeah. that into like Bill said, just perfect spot. You couldn't pick a better spot for that shot. It helps that uh, Vasilevsky couldn't see the puck either. So true, yeah. but still, that, I mean, uh, he put it no, right no, in too. Yeah, because let's face it, too. Sergachev's a big man. He had to shoot around Sergachev. And yep. he he put it right where he needed to, right. And it's secondary scoring, uh huh. Right. Yeah. It it's it's not yep. your top top two lines. It's which we talked about uh, with uh, uh, Tarasenko out. Got to have it. Guys got to step up. Who's going to be a hero? Uh, and the uh, and then uh, Tampa Bay pressured, um, and Bennington was forced to make uh, a few nice saves. Yeah, I mean. Bennington yeah. was very good in this game. Yes. He's, Only 18 shots, but man, he, I, he I'd say six or seven were quality chances. Oh, 
and he did he didn't get a third he didn't get a star i thought he should have had a star in this game he was very good i mean he didn't have a ton of shots which i guess if you stop 17 18 you're not necessarily gonna get a star but man i don't know he made a lot of difficult saves and it was he easily Tampa Bay could have tied that game uh or won it in regulation but uh, Schwartz uh, got the internet goal with uh, five seconds remaining in the third. Essentially, it was a one-goal game. We scored two goals and won the game. So, uh, the the you know the issues with goal scoring uh, remain, but uh, you know missing the net and and but you know you're facing Vasilevsky, so you know can't can't complain too much. I uh, wanted to ask you guys about something. Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit here about the hit, uh, the Shen hit, which is beautiful, but. Um, I want to ask you guys first. So there is a play, and, and with the new rules, for those that might not be aware, when a goalie's helmet's off, they blow the whistle dead right away, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I like that rule. Um, but in this play, and I know Vasilevsky, he got bumped in the head, and I think that I mean, there's so many ways we can go with this, directions we can go with this conversation, but he got bumped in the head, and... Uh, you know, you could tell right away he wasn't right. And uh, then as the play keeps going, he takes his helmet off. And they blow the whistle dead because his helmet's off. He, uh, what, what, he I mean, there's so many. He didn't take it off, though. He pulled you know, his he, helmet up, right? He, re- he, reached, he reached for it, and he kind of went like this. He kind of just jiggled it like he was going to take it off, and that's when they blew it. I thought, he, I think I they, thought he lifted it up a little bit. He may have pulled it off his face a little bit, but it didn't come off. He, okay. I, I, I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, he's taking his mask off. And he didn't do it. And they blew it dead. I'm like, ooh. Which, right. We're, we're talking about the play where Blay got bumped in yes. by the... Yeah, the, yeah the, by the, shoved the, in the by the Tampa defenseman. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and um, Steve Gazzari is telling him, you know, no, your guy pushed you into it. Right. And, yeah. I mean, the, all the goalie guild guys out there on Twitter, uh, you know, second time of the week, stop pushing forwards into your goalie yeah it's 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 ridiculous on plays like that especially where it's cutting through you know it's just like yeah right i mean what what, what's the defensive strategy there you know i mean what what are you doing by putting your hand on his back and shoving him toward the goal what are you doing right well it's not helping anything Try, I think it, I think it was a forward. It was a forward that was back checking. It wasn't it wasn't a defenseman that actually pushed him out. Goddamn forwards. How yeah. do you And then forwards playing defense? Again, yeah, so again, just, this is where I'd be an asshole coach and I'd be like, What the fuck are you doing? Get on the bench. You're not playing the rest of the game. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Kick a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> well then let me ask you guys this then. So so if he didn't take his helmet off, that's fine. But where the hell are the con- concussion spotters? We saw a game last year yeah. mm-hmm. where Mike Smith, I think it was, got hit. He was playing a great game, and then they stopped playing and said, you got to go to the quiet room. we got to check you out. And he was like, I'm yes. fucking fine. And they made yeah. him leave the ice. A play yeah, like that, you're telling me that— They're not going to do that to the reigning Vesna trophy But that's ridiculous. If you're going yeah, to have concussion protocol, you got to have it for every single player on the ice. doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I, I, but the, that's not how the NHL. It's ridiculous. It. It's so especially, ridiculous. especially if you're going to stop play for a uh, hit to the head. Yeah, right? and, and it was uh, clear you stop he play. wasn't right. You <clears throat> got to make that call and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I know this is a big game, but you got to go." I mean, I, as much as I would hate to see that happen in a game like that where it's tight and he's having a great game, you got to think about these guys' long-term health and. 
The NHL says yeah. they do, but they're not. They clearly aren't. Yeah, who's who's Tampa's backup now? Uh, the guy that used uh, Domingue, right? Louis Domingue. No, no, he just got traded to New Jersey because uh, Jersey picked him up and put um, uh, Corey Schneider on waivers. Oh my God! I feel sorry for Domingue. Yeah. Uh, let me look at uh, the roster here. But Mackenzie Black, Curtis McElhinney. That's right. Ma- yeah, yeah, I just thought, yeah McElhinney. Yeah, that's uh, yeah he's uh, he's played uh, not good. <laughs> Three seven six GAA in five games, nine oh six air percentage. I mean, I get it. I I get it. He's Vasilevsky. You don't want to take him out, but at the same time, rules are rules. You need to be thinking about your players' health first. You know, you don't want any more of these lawsuits coming to you after these guys retire. <clears throat> so I this you could say this probably once a week. This was just the situation this week. It just happened to be in a blues game. Just Man, I, I just I hate that. If you're gonna start pulling people off the ice, you need to be more consistent with it. Oh, you're asking the NHL to be consistent with their I know, calls, right? their play calls. Oh my gosh, way too much they, here. they they can't even be consistent with video review, which should be the easiest thing in the world to be consistent with. That's true. I I don't get it. Uh, so yeah, Shen destroyed Kucherov late in the second period. That was fun. Oh, <laughs> beautiful open ice hit. <laughs> yeah, and then he was attacked. And then Shen got a roughing penalty. Right. And and, and that's, a, you know, that I think they made a great point uh, on the broadcast that why not just give um, Cernak the single minor? The Shen didn't do anything other than defend himself. And it wasn't like he was throwing, you know, he's getting his hands up to protect himself. Yeah, I know. Just, uh, and, and they and they gave uh, uh, Tampa Bay was a double minor. And then, uh, so they, they have, we got a power play out of it. And so it didn't, it's the same thing. Just, just don't give Shen anything. He didn't do anything and give them a penalty and then just go on the power play. Same difference. Why are you giving Shen a penalty? That makes that sense. It seems like that's yeah. always been the call in the NHL. And I really don't understand just, that either. It's dumb. Yeah. I don't get it. But no, it was a hell of a hit. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I loved, I mean, it was a very select few, you know, you're, you're, Minority is always the loudest, um, but uh, whatever that phrase is. Um, but uh, the people who were, were saying that that was dirty, I'm like, come on. That was not dirty at all. It was a clean uh, hit. It's beautiful. Uh, pe- people like to jump and call Shen a dirty player, too. I, that's odd I to me. I love the way he plays the game. So oh, he, he Yeah, he, he's a hockey player. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. Uh, and... and uh, Kudos to I mean Tampa Bay for yeah it, it doesn't matter that it, here here's this is the hockey philosophy and I'm I'm so Shen dishes out a a, a awesome devastating clean hit to Kucherov and then uh, Tampa Bay's players come to his aid and they jump on Shen and they they defend him which is the absolute right thing to do mm-hmm. I don't I don't care if it's a clean hit dirty hit. If 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 somebody takes a run and and lays out one of your one of your star players, you gotta go after him. You got to. You got to, and, and not because it was dirty, but to say, hey, if you're gonna take a run at our guy, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get jumped on for that. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's just what it's gonna work. And I think if somebody laid out one of our players, like if somebody laid out Tarasenko, I'd want players to come to his defense, even though it was a clean hit. I'm not saying it was a dirty hit to jump on him for that reason. I'm saying, hey, if you're gonna play that way. 
and then you're going to get a face wash. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get the, you know, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's not as rampant as it was, but the only thing that I hated was when there'd be a clean hit like that, even on a star player, and that player would be, like, expected to fight. You know, you you better oh, drop yeah, your no. gloves if you... No, that no. that was ridiculous. No. What we see now with guys just kind of, okay, you want to hit Kucherov? I'm going to come up. I'm going to shove you into the boards. I'm going to throw a couple of punches at you. I'm going to make sure you feel why you don't do that. And and I'm fine with that. It's it's the forced fighting that always kind of drove me crazy with that. Yeah. The, the Blues have only lost four games in regulation so far this season. Uh, they have a league-leading nine come-from-behind victories. Which They've, is funny. I, you, you think about that. Yeah, okay, league-leading ninth come-from-behind victory, that's cool. But at the same time... How many leads have they given up and let those that's, other teams come from behind? That's what I was going to say. They probably lead the league in blown leads, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's happened a lot. Yeah. I mean, there was that two-week stretch where it was like, two-goal lead. Now we know how this is going to go. I know. Every time. Going to overtime. Every time. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, I get technically that's what it is. But being down one goal and scoring in the second – it's so hard for me to call that a come from behind victory. Yeah, you know, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't say if you're down by one goal, it's a come from behind victory unless it's the second half of the game. Maybe. Yeah, right. I mean, something like that. Third period. I get it. Like right. technically, that's what last night was, but it's just it's weird to call yeah. it that. That's like that's like saying that that's that's kind of like uh, the two quickest goals, or uh, two quickest. Yeah, were empty net goals. By the blues, no, no. I mean, that's that. It's not really fair. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Brendan Gallagher scored six seconds into a period <laughs> with a goalie. In the uh, well, you goalie. you you and I use the term. <laughs> it's a loose definition of goalie. You got there for those podcasting. <laughs> uh, when Bill said goalie, he put up air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> so gotta love the air quotes. Got to. Uh, before we we move past this game, I we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Peron's brilliant heads up play. Oh yes, with with the um, uh, puck played by a high stick by the Blues. Oh yeah 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 and, yeah. And, and Sergachev just totally he turned him he he turned he, off. He played it like a. He, right. I don't know what he played it like. It was a terrible play. Yeah, and he he has some watching the replay right now. He's got one hand on his stick, and Perron figures it out and swipes oh. down, knocks the puck, and Perron retweeted this uh, the the gif of it saying needed this to turn into a goal. Ha yeah. ha. <laughs> Loved that. Loved that. God, it was he just uh, so like his hockey sense is off the charts. That's such a smart player. That's a remember at Oak Hill when we were playing against Patrick Roy. Oh yeah, literally played against the goalie. His name is Patrick Roy. Yeah, um, and he wore thirty three. Yeah, he wore a good goalie. Um, but uh, <laughs> face off in the offensive zone. I'm taking the face off, and they won't line up. It's a good guy though. It's a good, it's a good guy. Oh, definitely. It's good. Yeah, oh, it's good. Here's a good guy. Um, but he they wouldn't line up. So I'm lining for the face off, and the re- and the referees there. The linesman's there, one, uh, referee, one, yeah. one guy will kill. And they, uh, he's going to drop it, and he's waiting, waiting, waiting. They won't line up. And they, they're talking. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaned over, lined, uh, you know, lined up, and I say, drop it, drop it, drop it. And he's like, come on. 
and he drops it. He drops it. I shoot. Score. <laughs> upper upper glove on Patrick Roy off the faceoff. They weren't even in the faceoff circle. Yeah, so uh, funny. I remember that. I was a goal for us. That, that was game. so funny. Uh, that was brilliant. <laughs> How many sticks did you break kind of, in that game, Bill? None. Oh, good. No, good I I I don't think I broke any uh, playing goal in roller hockey because I played so infrequently. Hmm. It was mine. Was mine was always ice. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Saved you some money. In yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, you were you were in goal for uh, you were in goal during the playoff the shootout, uh, shootout game. game that went yeah. forever. Yeah, I was suspended for that game. Yeah. God, I'm so pissed. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I remember I had uh, Matt Gulich's number. Yeah. That he won like he, three times. Yeah, he? he could not score on me <laughs> that game. Uh, Mr. Yellow I, Helmet. Yep, I love that. And nothing wrong with yellow uh, helmets. We ended up losing that, but. Yeah, so mad. Yeah, it was painful. Fuck. Uh, before we get to the uh, the end of this game as well, I want to mention how about that second period by the Blues? That's been a rough period for the Blues in in years past. Eighteen to four, out shooting the Lightning in that period. They uh, they really brought it to them. And and the, again, we talk about how the Blues game leads by the forecheck, and you know, I, top to bottom, this is one of the best games that they've played in a while. And uh, I uh, I just love the way they played that second period. They uh, they didn't let Tampa Bay get changes. They 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 really kind of came at them every time they tried to break out of their zone, and uh, led to a lot of scoring chances. So uh, and again, you guys mentioned uh, Vasilevsky. Was that the second or third period? Sammy Blaze chance where he beat two that guys, came in backhand. Third. Oh my God, Vasilevsky! That was third because that was on game. the same end. That was yeah. the same end. This, they, yeah, third period. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, and oh, a, so good. And Great Blaze save. doing that with whatever wrist injury he had, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, he played. He played the rest yeah. of the game. At, I, mean, I was, I was shocked when, which, when uh, you sent that message. Yeah, it uh, tells me that it's not a. I mean, he's out for five weeks, but it tells me it's not a bad injury. Uh, you know that he could play through that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. For, so no, he's blaze out ten weeks. I uh, ten weeks. Yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. I know. Well, uh, yeah, it was surgery, so that's why. But uh, yeah, you would think if you play through it, it wouldn't be. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be a tendon. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe just playing sore. Huh. Well, you got to figure anyway. if it happened in the game. I mean, we all know how adrenaline works. I've I've played on a broken ankle before, and the minute I even before I took my skate off, I got to the locker room and it was like, "Holy shit, my ankle hurts!" And then I took it off, and yeah. oh, okay, that's why it's blown up into a balloon. Yeah, shit hurts like an hour after the game's over. Yeah, that. Uh, uh so th- uh, there, this season, so I thought we'd do something uh, with a thumbs up and a thumbs down for a, a guy or two, so. As far as why don't you guys tell me a couple guys that you're very happy with the play, maybe unexpected, whatever. Let's let's why don't uh, we do it this way? Let's say um, because we're gonna piss off all the podcast people. Why don't you just say a player's name and Kurt and, or Bill and I will just give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. Well, since the name of the bit is thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> and that way, that way, people on the podcast don't know what we're we're rating it. Yeah, it sounds like fun no, to uh, to see to uh, let's, just, let's just not talk anymore. <laughs> we can just do thumbs up, thumbs down. Sign language, sign language. The rest of the show. All right, sounds good to me. 
<laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, who in your mind so far this season has uh, exceeded expectations and who I has think, uh, been a disappointment? I think all three of us, and, and let's let's just focus on thumbs up right now. We'll, we'll, we can switch to thumbs down after this. I think thumbs up, you guys would agree. I know David Perron, I mean, number one, that guy has exceeded any expectations I had. Um, going into the season, the injury to Tarasenko, uh, he has stepped up his game even more. I thought he was playing well before the injury. Um, and then uh, I just think he's he's just led the offense. He's been an important part in the Blues offense. And, and then obviously it sucks to say this now, but another thumbs up for me would be Sammy Blay. Because, again, a leader of the offense, a guy you've been able to plug yep. in anywhere in the lineup, and he's been fantastic. So that would be my two thumbs up. And uh, it's unfortunate that one of them is a guy who just got injured. Yeah, agree completely with that. Okay. Um, you're going to say I, I'm, I'm, Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that completely, but Jordan Bennington over the last yeah. 10 games. Yeah, that's thumbs, what I was... Thumbs way the hell up. That's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. He is, you know, showing that last year was not a fluke. And that's the thing, too, is because there was a question mark with him. I mean, we all know they had a great season, and we... We were cautiously optimistic about him, but there was still that doubt that he hasn't played a ton of games. So right. and, it's good to see him playing. He this looked, way now. yeah, he yeah. looked leaky for for a stretch there. Yeah, but uh, he's yeah, yeah, he's on his game right now. Uh, I I was gonna say Bennington, but you took it. I'll say Shen. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, I think yeah. Shen has been a player who and I almost said Petrangelo, um, but it's it's you know it's a toss up. Uh, I think Shen has been uh, fantastic. Uh, hasn't scored as much the past few games, but uh, I think uh, he's uh, his long term. When he signed a long term extension to stay here, and then uh, he didn't get complacent, tore it up, uh, and leads the team in goals with eleven. Um, you know, and, and when people I'll, and I'll say this, when people were saying that he was going to be traded, or they should trade him last year uh, or year before uh, the deadline or whatever. Off season because uh, he's not going to stay here. They can't afford him. They got to pay other people. I was like, no. I I I I said this on the show. I I want Shen to stay. I want I want them to pay him. I don't want him to be traded or to leave. I mean, granted, it depends on the return for the trade, but I just don't want him to be traded just to you know not pay him. I I'm all about Shen's. Uh, Shen's one of those players that uh, he's a winner and the kind of guy that makes your team better. And uh, drop the gloves once in a while if he has to. So I'm I'm a I'm a big Shen fan, and, he, and he's played well. So now, got thumbs down. Uh, Bill, so why this, you is the, this is the fun one, really. You go ahead and start this one off, Bill. <laughs> okay, yeah, glad because I know there's going to be a ditto here. <laughs> Zach Sanford, thumbs okay. down. All right, yeah, and it's hard to argue. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Zach Sanford, um, and I'm going to say Justin Falk too. Yeah, uh, Falk was one of mine. I mean, it's Falk's got uh, what, 22 games played, no goals, six assists, minus five. He's ranked 103rd in scoring for defensemen, uh, and he has one power play point, and he plays 20 minutes a night. I so. I will say that, I mean, he had that horrible turnover in the Arizona. Was it Arizona game? Uh, <sighs> no, who was that? It was on Saturday. Who was that? That was well. Look, look it up. Right? But anyway, yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking Saturday, about. He had that poor Anaheim, turnover. Anaheim. Anaheim. That's Anaheim. right. Yeah. Uh, the poor turnover. That was obviously just something glaring that was an issue. Um, I think 
honestly, and and I, this may be the unpopular opinion, I think defensively he has not been as bad as advertised. But you do expect him to contribute more to the offense, and we have not seen that at all. Yeah, if he's not contributing offensively, he's that's a huge waste of money because he's yeah. not going to earn that money on defense. No. And, um, I mean, nobody will. You you don't pay a defensive no. defenseman that kind of money. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Not unless you just got Stevens or somebody elite, like the Hall of Fame kind of thing. Vladimir Chebaturk and Right, yeah, yeah Chubby Turkey. Rick Zombo, yep, those kind of guys. So close to Thanksgiving. That's a nice uh, Chubby Turkey <laughs> reference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's what you want this time of year, Chubby Turkey. <laughs> uh, thumbs down uh, for me. Um, you know, it's it, obviously the two bill lists are, are the, the glaring ones. Um, I'll say Vince Dunn. I know, I think offensively he's been okay, and, and we know that he's kind of not the best defensive player out there. He gets the job done, but he's not, and no pun intended. Um, uh, but he, you know, has his weaknesses. I think he's been pretty rough getting the puck out of his zone, even, and that's usually a pretty good strength of his. And and maybe it's just a matter of the pairings have been shuffled a lot this season. Uh, Baruby's still trying to find the the right system he likes, so maybe that's part of it. But. Um, Vince Dunn is just, and we, I know we just mentioned the the bad play in in the Tampa game, but um, he really just has not impressed me as much as he has has in the past. And I even said this uh, last regular season, I thought that pending a Blues long playoff run, which they had, uh, I thought he was going to be the first name traded in the off season, and I could still see that giving him up for other assets if the Blues feel that is necessary i uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh i'll echo the the uh uh falk sanford agree completely um i'm gonna say robert thomas Ooh. now last night's game notwithstanding and, and he's, he's had a few games where he was he was like wow yeah that's that's the robert thomas we like I expect, I, and I only say this because I've ex, I expected a lot more of him this season. I know he was hurt for a little bit, but uh, he's got five points, and he, I think, far too often he disappears. And like last night was the exception; it was an exception to the rule for a season so far. I don't think he's played. He hasn't. We need to see that kind of game out of him. He was fantastic last night. Uh, see it more often. And I think if he can do that, then that's fine. But I, but I was expecting a lot more out of him so far this season. Uh, do you think that, any of that has to do with position? The fact that he was a wing and last maybe, time he played center? Maybe. Possibly. But uh, be that as it may, um, if with the lack of production on this team, uh, he's one of the guys that it needs to produce. He's a playmaker. He needs to make plays. And I, I don't think that he has done that near enough, uh, even though he was playing out of position most of the season. So, And to be honest, he was, he was hurt for a while too. So uh, you know how it works. Uh, you know, he's maybe been playing hurt and playing at 75% or whatever for a while. So and I'll give, that's not, inf- oh, not information ahead. we have. So that's, that's not information we have. So I, I can't really, I'm not going to defer to that. I'll, I'll assume since he's in the lineup and since, since he's playing that he should be producing at a high level like we assume with Bo Meister for a couple of years there when he wasn't. 
Um, I'll add in a little credit where credit's due. I think uh, before two starts ago, th- way thumbs down, I would have given Jake Allen as well. Uh, he had a rough, rough start to the season, but his terrible. last two oh, starts, show. I think yeah. he's been very, very good as a backup goalie. So hopefully we continue to see that. I think uh, if you get that kind of backup goalie performance from him, then you've got one hell of a tandem between Allen and uh, Billing- uh, Bennington. Uh, agreed. And consistent. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I, I mean, you're going to, I mean, every goalie's going to have bad games. That's right. just the way it works. Yep. Uh, but, you know, they, they need to be few and far between. Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking for number one numbers out of him. Nobody is because he's not a number one. He's a backup. Um, you know, put up a, put up a, you know, two, four, two, five, and a nine, two, say uh, percentage. And I'm happy with, with that for Allen. Um, let's see. Next up for the Blues, we got uh, tomorrow night. Versus Calgary. It's throwback clown jersey night. Uh, am I going? No. No. <laughs> no. I tell you what. Listen, yeah. I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a minute. If they really want to do this right, and I, I, it seems to me it's not going to happen. I think we would have already heard that this is the case. They would do away with the hype man. There'd be no Patrico there tomorrow night. No offense to Patrico, but let uh, Jeremy. He, he retired. What? Yeah, Patrico's not there. Yeah, he's not doing it anymore. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah he oh. posted a big scribe at the beginning of the year. I have not uh, seen that. Well, good for him. Scribe. He's got two kids big at home. Screed. I'm sure that was a big part of it. Yeah, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. No, good for him. I, I can relate to that. So, no, good call, Patrico. Okay, well, then let's leave Patrico out of this. Uh, whoever they have <laughs> doing their music now, <laughs> tell that person to stay home. Let Jeremy Boyer do oh, all yeah. of every single thing jeremy boyer playing all night on the organ that would be amazing that's something they should really honestly even just one of these nights where they wear the clown jerseys just give that a shot see how people Mm -hmm. react um and then but oh go ahead you you just know that it's going to be nothing but you know early 90s dance music i know and that's what i'm saying they're not gonna they're not gonna do it right you really want this to be a 90s throwback night Let's make it like it's an actual 90s arena. Let's not just play 90s music. Let's do it like it's a blues 90s game. Um, and what also, was the uh, what was the uh, what was one of the uh, campaigns the blues had in the 90s that was popular? You want to go? Do, do bring that back. You Have go. you want to go all over the arena? That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, tell switch the name of the true blue authentic or whatever to the Blue Note Sports Shop. Uh, I used to go there, the one in Swansea and all, oh, all I went the to the time. one at, off Zumbel and St. Charles all the time. Uh, I lived there. Uh, my daughter uh, has a puck. She brought home a puck. She went trick-or-treating. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt this, but right, she had, uh, brought, uh, went to a house. They gave out blues pucks. I completely forgot about this. And uh, it had the old, the 90s logo on it, and you turn it over, and it's a Blue Note Sports Shop on the back. Nice. That's awesome. So it was an old puck. I was like, wow. That's, where'd you get this? I want to go over there and say thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to go <laughs> shake this man's hand. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Thanks for the nostalgia. The other thing that I would say that they need to do if they were serious about 90s night is uh, let Ken Wilson in the building to even, not even, I'm not even saying to call a, a period. He, I don't know if he's familiar with the current players. But let him like introduce the players at the beginning of the night. Let him 
you know, maybe even just do like a, a pregame or something. It would be really cool to see him back covering the Blues, even if it's just for five minutes. There. Rico Pearson. I'm yeah. I'm off my soapbox now. End rant. End yeah. rant. And uh, let's let's get some meat on the burner as well. <laughs> is that more eighties or is that nineties? That's, That's more eighties. Yeah, I think eighties. Yeah. Well, still put some meat on the burner anyway. Uh, that. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to those who chatted along in the live show in the YouTube chat. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the show. So for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. Hang I'm on. Pr- One more thing, Kurt. I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. I hope to see everybody at the Ponder Tournament Saturday night, November 23rd, Midwest Sport Hockey in Baldwin, Missouri at Queenie Park. And let's go, Blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.